increases our knowledge in God and increases our grace. Hallelujah. The more the word of, the God, word of God we read, the more of the word of God we hear, the more faith increases because our faith would grow. Hallelujah. And also our, our knowledge in the Lord Jesus Christ will increase. And the more of Jesus Christ we know about, the more of Jesus Christ we have, the more faith we have and the more victory we have. Amen. So we have to take care of what we hear. Then we also said from Matthew chapter 14, verse 30, we also talked about the fact that faith also is affected by what we see. So what you hear is uh, faith affects what you hear and faith also affects what you see. So you and I must be careful about what we see and circumstances. So yes, I'm not moved by what I see, but I'm moved by the Bible. Amen. You and I should not be moved by what we see, but you and I should only be moved by what the Bible says in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. So we talked about Peter. Peter was in a boat with the apostles. And as they were in the boat, they saw someone walking on the water, approaching them. And the winds were boisterous, meaning that the winds were very turbulent, very turbulent winds. And yet, imagine, somebody is walking on the water, approaching. So they were affrighted, or they were afraid. Now, as they were afraid, Peter and all the people, they were shaking. Oh my goodness, they were crying. Then Jesus, as he was approaching, said, it is me, do not fear. Anytime fear is available, then it's an evil spirit. Anytime there is fear, it's an evil spirit that is present because God has not given us the spirit of fear. Anytime God sends an angel, anytime God sends someone, we would hear a common phrase. What is the common phrase? Fear not. So Jesus said, fear not. Be of good cheer. It is I. Then Peter said, if it is you indeed, Lord, then tell me to come. If it is you, bid me come. So Jesus said, come. Nevertheless, the winds were still boisterous. The winds were still raving. The winds were still crazy. And yet, think about it. Peter left and stepped out of the boat and then started to walk on water. He was shocked. Am I walking on water? I can't believe it. I'm walking on water. So he was walking on water because he was looking at Jesus. I'm looking at, yes, I'm walking, yes. And he can't, he's looking at the water and he's afraid. No, we're not afraid, but he's shocked. But because he's looking at Jesus, he's able to still walk on water. Then something happens that happened that happens to most of us. What was it? He turned from Jesus and looked at the waves. Now the waves must have been the most turbulent. I mean, have you been in the sea and when you watch the movies and the waves are so high and boisterous? That was how it was. So when Peter turned from Jesus and looked at the waves, he realized that the waves are bigger than I am. The waves are so big that I'm not going to be able to survive even though I'm in the waves or I'm in the sea and I'm walking on the water. The waves are so big that I'm not going to be able to survive. So he then began to be afraid and said, wow, look at these waves. Then he began to sink. But the thing was that so long as he was looking at Jesus, he was still intact. So long as he was looking at Jesus, he was still able to walk on water. So when you and I fix our eyes on Jesus, we are fixing our eyes on the word of God, or we are fixing our eyes on what Jesus said, we have no problem. So Peter was able to look at Jesus and his faith was so strong 
but when he turned his eyes from Jesus onto the circumstances, what were the circumstances? The circumstances were the boisterous winds and the waves that were about to drown them. In the same way, how, that, how do you and I apply this? You and I apply this by saying that we must fix our eyes on Jesus like Hebrews chapter, uh, 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 is it Hebrews chapter 12 verse 2? Hebrews chapter 12 verse 2 says, uh, what? Now, uh, verse 1 says, Seeing therefore that we are so encompassed or so surrounded with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us, uh, yes, let us lay aside every weight and the sin that so easily besets us and let us, or looking unto Jesus, other versions will say, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. So, you and I must fix our eyes on Jesus and not on the circumstances. Circumstances may come, circumstances may go, but all we need to do is to be sure and fix our eyes on Jesus. So long as we fix our eyes on Jesus, faith will move mountains. But when we turn our eyes off Jesus onto the problems, onto the circumstances, onto the diseases, onto the problems, onto COVID-19, onto the financial crisis that might come, onto all these things when we turn our eyes on the problems instead of Jesus, our faith begins to sink and we begin to sink. Hallelujah to Jesus. So you and I must be very, very careful to fix. I said, oh, hallelujah. I said, fix your eyes on Jesus. Now, what does it mean to fix your eyes on Jesus? It means to fix your eyes. I don't like to use the iPad, even though there's a Bible there. But it means to fix your eyes on the Word. Yes, we have audio Bible. We have all these things. But there's no substitute for reading the Bible so you can ponder upon it. Audio Bible has its place. But you have to keep rewinding. But here you can eat it, you can spend time on it, you can focus on it. You can take Isaiah 53, 4 and 5. You can take Matthew 8, 17. You can take 1 Peter 2, 24 and you can eat it. You can eat it and eat it and eat it and eat it. And faith will come. Hallelujah to Jesus. So you and I must be careful not to fix our eyes on circumstances, but to fix our eyes on the word of God hallelujah then the next thing so what was the first the first is faith comes by what we hear and we must guard what we are hearing so that we don't hear the wrong things when you have friends that are going to influence you the wrong way avoid them especially when it comes to the topic you are praying about or you're having faith for avoid them hallelujah now, when it comes to people who are going to help you and I, are going to encourage us and are going to boost our faith, we need to be around such people and we need to surround ourselves with such people. Can I have an amen? So we also talked about the fact that faith also comes by what we see, by circumstances, by what we see, by our feelings, by uh, the things we are going through. But you and I are not to f supposed to fix our eyes on what we are going through. Similar to the, the spies. Moses sent 12 spies to spy out the land of Israel. Ten came, in fact, when they went, they saw the sons of Anak, which were giants in the land. And they looked like grasshoppers in their sight. That was all true. 
and the grapes were so huge. I mean, it was a land flowing indeed of milk and honey. God promised that I'm going to take you to a land flowing with milk and honey. When I take you to that land, you are going to possess the land. When they went there, they indeed saw that, yes, God, is, God said it indeed, that it is a land flowing with milk and honey. That is true. And we have everything. We have the leeks, we have the garlic, we have the grapes. Actually, we even brought some of the grapes. It's, it, we even needed two people to carry them. They are so huge. But nevertheless, there were the sons of Anak there. There were giants in the land and we looked like grasshoppers on the, in their sight. That was true. So the 12 came back to the children of Israel. 10 of them said, you are right. The land is flowing with milk and honey. There's so much there just like God promised. But the sons of Anak are there. And they are so huge that we are not well able to take them. We will not be able to survive. They are too big and we look like grasshoppers in their sight. What happened because of that? Chaos, crying, screaming. People were crying. Oh God, have you brought us here to kill us? If we go there, we will die. Why? Because if you look at circumstances, yes, we are going to die. If we look at circumstances, yes, there's an earthquake, we are about to die. But two people, Joshua and Caleb, those were the only ones who stayed, apart, uh, who were older, who stayed and went into the promised land because of what I'm about to say. Joshua and Caleb said, yes, the land flows with milk and honey. That is exactly what God said. And it is true that the circumstances are beyond us. It is true that the sons of Anak who look like giants and we look like grasshoppers in their sight, that it's all true. But the difference between us and the 10 is that our God is bigger. Oh, glory to God. Did I hear somebody? Our God is bigger. Can I have an amen to that? I said, our God is bigger. Our God is bigger. And because our God is bigger than the giants, because our God is bigger than them, we are well able to take the land. So you can see that Joshua and Caleb were not looking at circumstances, but they were looking at what God said. Then you have David the king. David was in the wilderness. And then a lion came to try to kill and eat up the few sheep. And David with his bare hands prevailed against the lion. And then a bear came to take the few sheep. Most of us would have said, these are few sheep. Let me run away. But he said, no, these are sheep that God has given to me. I'm not going to allow them to be eaten up. So he prevailed and fought the lion, fought the bear. Then Goliath's situation came and all Israel, from the biggest and the greatest to the smallest, from the king to the smallest, they were all afraid because the Philistines, the Goliath of Gath, the champion of the Philistines, came to defeat the army of God. So Goliath said, look, we don't even need anyone to fight. Anyone who can challenge me should come. The one who wins has won the battle. And the Philistines agreed with it. And the Jewish people were afraid. Then the David came and said, look, I'll go. And King Saul said, how can you go? You are but a youth. How are you going to go? David said, I'm not looking at how big Goliath is. The same God that delivered me from the paw of the lion and of the bear, that same God is going to deliver me from the hands of this uncircumcised Philistine. Then he went. When he went, Goliath said, you are a small boy. David said, I come in the name of the Lord. 
So you and I don't look at how big your circumstances are. We should not look at how big the giant is. Yes, there's a giant. Admit there's a giant so that you can pray against the giant. You need to first admit that there's a cancer and then use the name cancer and say that the name of Jesus is greater than cancer. So I rebuke that spirit of cancer from this person in Jesus' name. But you have to know that or admit that they are giants. You have to admit that the storms are boisterous. Even though the storms are boisterous, our God created the storms. And Jesus Christ was able to calm the storms. In the same way, Amen. he's going to be able to calm every storm in our Amen. lives. Hallelujah. And then finally, faith comes by using it. Faith comes by using it. So we get faith by using faith. The more faith we have, the more faith we get. The more faith we use, the more faith we have. It's similar to like weights. Lifting of weights. The more weights you lift, the more weights I lift. As we lift weights, you start with maybe 30 pounds. After 30 pounds, you do use 30 pounds, you lift 30 pounds a lot. Then after that, you move to 40 pounds. When I, when I, well, now I can't go to the gym until this thing is settled. But when I was going to the gym, I started small. Then as I keep lifting, then I graduate 40 pounds. 50 pounds, 60 pounds, 70 pounds. Of course, depending on the place you are exercising, some of them you can even go to 120 pounds. Some of them only 60 pounds. In the same way, we exercise our faith in different areas. Some are able to exercise their faith concerning finances, some concerning healing, some concerning different aspects of our lives. That's why we need to read the whole word of God. We need to master the whole word of God. We need to study the whole word of God so that when we study it, when we master it, we will be able to increase our faith in the different areas. In the same way, you exercise your chest. Your, 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 you exercise your torso, you exercise your biceps, your triceps, your legs, your, your, you exercise different aspects of your life. So using faith is similar to practicing it. The more you use it, David was able to prove it out. God has delivered me from the paw of a lion. God has delivered me from the paw of a bear. And because of that, I have enough experience to say that God would also deliver me from the hands of this circumcised, uncircumcised Philistine. I don't know if you are hearing what I'm talking about. So, so the more faith you use, the more faith we use, the better it will be. If you have a headache and you walk in faith in the headache, when something comes up and it's a cold or it's COVID-19 or it's a different thing, you exercise your faith towards it also. Am I preaching to somebody? You are preaching. Hallelujah. And, and Jesus gave a parable of the talent, gaining by trading. The more you use, the better it will be. So it is kind of similar to God gives you one talent, you use the talent, you get more. In the same way, God gives you a measure of faith. Remember that every single Christian has been allotted the measure of faith. Look at Roma, uh, Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. Romans 12. No, sorry, verse uh, 1 to 3. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the message of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto him, which is a reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may be able to prove what is that good, what is that perfect, what is that, that acceptable will of God. Verse 3. For I say through the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you, 
not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly according as God hath dealt or allotted to every man the measure of faith. So every single born again Christian has been allotted or dealt or, or given freely the measure of faith. So anyone who has the measure of faith and gains by trading uses that measure of faith then causes the measure of faith to grow. So you and I cause our faith to grow by using it. Hallelujah. After doing, using our faith for some time and, and, and getting healed from headaches and getting, uh, asking God for a job, getting the job, asking God for some financial blessings, getting them, then when it comes to great miracles, God will be able to give them to us. Why? Because we have gained by trading. We have exercised our faith. We have used our faith and we know how to sometimes apply our faith. Nevertheless, we as Christians always have it at the back of our mind, minds that faith is mysterious. The Bible talks about the mystery of faith, holding the mystery of faith with a pure conscience. It means that faith is so mysterious that you can't predict how faith works. You can't predict that I'll pray in this way and it will happen. Or this time I wore a, a, a what? Someone can say a purple shirt or I wore a red shirt. Somebody was wearing a red shirt, wore it, and because of that, we were successful at the interview. So next time I'm having another interview, I'll wear a purple shirt or a red, an orange shirt. It doesn't work that way. Or I prayed one hour and God gave me the results for this, this uh, 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 thing I was believing God for. So now I'm going to pray for one hour and it will work. It doesn't work that way. Because faith is mysterious. If faith was a formula, then we will not have need for God. God can just rest and just put in a, a computer program and just say, look, anyone who prays one hour a day for this will get it. No. Faith is mysterious. But nevertheless, less faith works. Can I have an amen? amen? Nevertheless, faith works. Faith always works. So these are very important ways to improve our faith. Now, very shortly before I just touch on something else, very shortly, when you and I are walking in faith, when you and I are, are exercising our faith, we can tell whether or not we are really walking in faith. Not per se by how we pray. Because many people are praying and hoping and they think they are walking in faith. Many people are actually hoping and not having walking in faith. Now you can tell you are walking in faith depending on what you see and what, how you respond to things in your unguarded hour. What do I mean by that? When you are in church, most people would say that, oh yes, we praise God, hallelujah. But when you are at home, or when you are talking to friends, or your unguarded hour, when you are in a circumstance, when you are in a situation, what are you going to do? Are you going to speak faith? Or are you going to say, oh my goodness, we are in trouble? Are we going to say, oh my goodness, I don't know whether I'm going to be able to take it. This thing is coming and it drowned this person and it looks like we have to get ready because we are going to get drowned. Is that what we are going to say? Or we are going to say that, look, this thing is happening, but I know my God is bigger than this thing. And I know that when I pray to my God, I know that my God is going to hear me. Which one is it? Are we going to say, 
The Bible, Jesus said that I must have faith in God and I have faith in God. Jesus said clearly that whosoever, and I'm part of the whosoever, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that the things that they are asking will come to pass, they will have whatever they're saying. So I believe it, and I walk in it, and therefore I declare that this problem, I remove it to yonder place, go into the sea in Jesus' name, and it has obeyed me. Which one is it? So depending on what we say, we will be able to tell whether we have faith or we have hope. Because when something is in your heart, it will come out of your mouth. Jesus said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. So Jesus made it very clear, whatever is in my heart and it's in your heart will come out of our mouths. Out of the abundance of the heart. So if faith is in the heart, it will show. Because remember that faith is not a mind thing. Faith is a heart thing. So you and I reading the word of God does not necessarily gener generate faith immediately. When you read the Bible, faith comes by hearing, but it is continuous hearing. Faith comes by hearing and continuing to hear. So you and I might hear a message on faith, or we might hear a preaching on faith, but that is not hearing enough. That is heard it. But to hear, as hearing, you have to hear it over and over and over and over again. Then faith comes. So faith comes by hearing, but when you hear it immediately, you are hoping about it. And when I say you are hoping about it, you are hoping, oh my goodness, thank you, Lord. This is something that can work. Yes, I need to walk in faith in it. Okay, I'm going to pray about it, and I'm going to walk in faith. In Jesus' name, I believe it. It is mine. But you are hoping still. You have to keep hearing, listening over and over and over and over, reading over and over, and then the hearing would become a reality because faith comes by hearing and continuing to hear. That's why when you and I read uh, uh, Joshua chapter 1 verse 8, it's very clear. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but you and I must meditate there in what? day and night then what will happen then faith will come because you are meditating upon the word day and night and then when faith comes you'll be able to be careful to observe and to do all the things that you and I are supposed to do then we will prosper and have good success in what we are asking God for I don't know that I'm preaching to somebody so it's very important that the, the, we hear now that word meditate is to matter is to meditate Ponder upon and repeat, speak. So we speak the word, we meditate. This book of the law shall not depart. So by his stripes I was healed. First Peter 2.24. By his stripes I was healed. First Peter 2.24. Meditate, repeat. Who his own self bear our own sins on the, his, his own body on the tree. That we being dead to self uh, should live unto righteousness by whose stripes ye were healed. 1 Peter 2.24, then you repeat it again. 1 Peter 2.24, who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree, that we being dead to sins should live unto righteousness, by his whose stripes ye were healed. Then you keep repeating it. Then it's moving from mind to heart. Then faith comes. And then when there is a problem, when there is a sickness, when there is a situation, in Jesus' name, I command the situation to end immediately. In Jesus' name. Then you walk away. That's it. That's how people of faith were operating. 
And may you and I operate that way. I said, may you and I operate that way. May you and I operate as people of faith who are walking in faith because we believe the word. I said, we believe the word. We are not worried by circumstances. Circumstances are not going to move us because what is true faith without uh, 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 something to resist it? You and I, when we get, if, if your, your boss tells you that I'm giving you a million dollars because of a big uh, thing you did, do you need faith for the million dollars when it's in your bank? No. You only need faith because there's something opposing you. You only need faith because you are believing God for something that is not there. You are believing God for something. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. You need faith for something that you have not gotten yet. That's why it is important to fight for it. Can I have an amen? That's why there is the, 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 the Bible talks about the good fight of faith. Fight the good fight of faith. The good fight of faith is a, a fight that we need to fight. It's a fight worth fighting. Many people fight for different things, but we need to fight the fight of faith. The fight of faith that says that, look, I don't care what happens. So far as I'm concerned, the Bible is the sure foundation. And there is nothing that can put the Bible down. The Bible can never go down. So if I stand on the word, then I'm standing on the solid foundation. And so far as I'm standing on the solid foundation, the solid foundation cannot go down, and therefore I cannot go down. Hallelujah. Amen. That's how you and I must think. So faith grows by getting the word in. Practicing the word. You practice the word. Look at 1 John chapter 5. Let's look at verse 14 and 15. 1 John chapter 5, verse 14 and 15. Am I preaching to somebody? Yes. And this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything, According to his will, he heareth us. Let me repeat that again. And this is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything. Now, some people are spiritualized to say, if we have ask anything that is in line with the word. No, no, no. Or, no of course, in line with the word. Some people say, if we ask anything that has to do with spiritual things. Patience, love, long-suffering. So far as we ask him about those things, then he'll do it. But that's a lie from the devil. Is that what this verse says? Why are we talking? Why are we trying to change the Bible? The Bible says, for this is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything, oh glory to God, I said anything. If we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. Now let's talk, talk about this before we move to the next, uh, the next point. So what does it mean by anything according to his will, he hears us? So it also means that God sometimes does not hear prayers if it is not, they are not in line with his, way, his will. Preach. Now, there is a difference between hearing or listening or, or okay, someone has said something, I've listened, but did I hear it? Did it? Jesus talks about a hearing that uh, 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 is heard and understood and agreed upon. So the fact that God heard does not mean that he heard you. 
because my daughter or uh, anyone can say, uh, my daughter can say, Daddy, can I have the yogurt today? I can, I've heard it, but I didn't hear her to acknowledge it to say, I've heard, yes, have it. I can just turn a blind eye. Or oh, she said it, but I ignore her. But this verse says, and this is the confidence. This is the confidence. I said what? This is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything, glory to God, according to his will, he heareth us. Now let's look at verse 13 too. These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that ye may know that ye have eternal life, and that ye may believe on the name of the Son of God. There are so many things I need to share. I'll share on the name of Jesus also. Because there is something about the name of Jesus. Is there's a difference between having faith in Jesus and having faith in his name. Hallelujah. We'll talk about that Amen. later on. But then this is the confidence. So it means that, ladies and gentlemen, another way we can cause our faith to grow is to make sure that when we pray, our prayers will be heard. Because if you are praying prayers that are not God's will, then your faith can easily be discouraged because you will not be getting answers. Am I preaching to somebody? So you and I must pray according to the will of God. What did I say? Pray according to the will of God. When you pray according to the will of God, you have confidence that God would hear you. And not just hear, but hear what you have said and pay attention to it and do something about it. Now, many people would want to know, I'm sure, I would have also asked. Now, someone will say, what is the will of God so that we can be sure that we can pray according to his will? Oh, this is exciting. What is the will of God? The word of God. What is the will of God? The, will of, the word of God. The will of, the will of God is the word of God. The word of God is God's will for us. Let me explain it. The, 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 the Old Testament is God's old will for mankind. The Old Testament is God's old will. God's old will. Very important. Now, the New Testament is God's new will explaining the old will and fulfilling the old will. So it is an enhancement of the old will, the New Testament. Because the Old Testament was a foreshadow of the... Ooh, hallelujah to Jesus. The Old Testament was a foreshadow of the New Testament and the New Testament fulfilled the Old Testament. So when someone is writing their will, if you go to court now and you want to write your will or you have a lawyer, your will, I was shocked to see it, it's actually your will, your will and testament. So this is God's will and testament for me and for you. Amen. Or for you and for me. So if we can find out examples of promises God has given to us in his will for us. Because God has written a will. If I can find examples of his will, then I can demand it and I'll get it. Oh, glory to God. In the same way, if I have a list, if, if a rich person, I, I remember my grandmother, she, she, she left her will. Long will, long will for each family, uh, child. Long will. 
Now the will had a lot of clauses and conditions. So imagine they are all mine. And then I go and I find I'm looking for something. And I believe that it is there. So I go to the will, find it, and then I go to court and I say I need it. Or I don't even need to go to court, I just say that my will is all my possession. It's everywhere. This is mine and I'm coming for it. I don't know if you're hearing what I'm talking about. Only that we as human beings, we are limited in what we can give in the will. Even if he's the richest person in the world. But God, the earth is the Lord. Oh, I said the earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof. Amen. The cattle of a thousand hills are for God. So what it means is that God has provided just about everything. Is it your marriage? Isn't it? Is it looking for a child? Isn't it? Oh, that's for that one. You have Abraham and Sarah. You have Isaac. You have uh, 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 Jacob. And you have uh, 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 Elizabeth. Is it a child? No problem. Is it a parent, a, 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 a husband or wife? No worry. A man looking for a wife? No problem. A, a wife looking for a husband? No problem. Is it finances? It's in the Bible. Is it sicknesses? As for that one, you, 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 will, not have, you, you will not have enough. Um, or, or you won't have a, a, a less of it. There's an abundance. And like I said, I have every single healing scripture in the Bible. I've written it down. I'm just going to eventually get someone who will just read it out. Like Kenneth Hagen has done. I've, I've compiled them all. I had a good research and compiled every single healing scripture in the Bible. Now imagine. Imagine everything you and I need in this life. We have an example of what God did for somebody. And God is no respecter of persons. That's Jesus right. Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So if we can find a scripture backing it, then we have confidence in the will of God. Oh, I didn't hear somebody. As I didn't hear somebody. As I didn't hear somebody. If we can find scripture backing what we are looking for, then we are guaranteed of the will of God. Then verse 15. And if we know that he hear us, this is the exciting part. And if we know that he hear us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desire of him. Now, this is even sweeter than answered prayer. How many have been asked something and you've given an answer? No. Is that an answer? Yes. An answer is no. But this verse is saying that we will be granted the petitions that we have desired of him. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Let me read it in another Amen. translation. 1 John chapter 5, verse 14. This is, this is good. This is sweet. This is helpful. Okay, so let's look at it in NLT. And we have, and we are confident that he hears us whenever we ask for anything that pleases him. And since we know he hears us when we make our requests, we also know that he will give us what we ask. So he will give us what we ask. He will give us 
what we ask. Hallelujah. How hallelujah. Amen. Let me give you another thing. Berean study Bible. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, this is verse 15, we know that we already possess what we have asked of him. Wow. So it means that once you've asked, know you've already possessed it. So when you and I are testing, working on our faith, we need to pray and trust God for things that are in the Bible because we are guaranteed answered prayer. We are guaranteed Amen. answered prayer. And then as we keep using our faith, our faith becomes stronger. I said our faith becomes stronger. And then Amen. we get great faith, world overcoming faith, powerful faith. Hallelujah to Jesus. Amen. I said hallelujah to Jesus. So this Amen. is how to increase your faith and my faith. Strong faith. Next week, Wednesday, God willing, I'm going to talk about another type of faith. Something that proves our faith. Hallelujah. Next week, God willing. Amen. Before we get on to the next uh, thing. But let me show you one more verse before I uh, uh, hand over to Pastor Elon. This is very, very powerful. One of my favorite things. Hallelujah. Amen. 1 John chapter 3. Verse 20 to 23. And then I'll explain 23 at a later time. When I'm teaching on the name of Jesus. Verse 20 says, For if our hearts condemn us, God is greater than our hearts and knoweth all things. I'll just move to the next. I don't want to explain it otherwise. For time's sake. Verse 21. Beloved, if our hearts condemn us not, then have we confidence toward God. So it means that if your heart is condemning you for you've sinned or your God, Satan is trying to deceive you, your heart is condemning you, condemning you, so far as you've repented and confessed your sins, know that you are cleansed from your sins and God is greater than our hearts and he's going to calm our hearts. And after that, our hearts will no longer condemn us. And if our hearts do not condemn us, then we will have confidence toward God. Did you hear what I just said? That's very powerful. Then verse 22, and whatsoever we ask, we receive of him. I said what? And whatsoever we ask, we receive of him. Now, this is also guaranteed answered prayer because if I ask him something, I will receive what I asked from him. Did you get that? Yes. The only thing is that God didn't say it to be immediate. That's why through faith and patience, the people inherited the promise. But let's continue. He is never too late, but he comes at the right time. What do you think? That's right. And then the NLT says, Dear friends, if we don't feel guilty, we can come to God with, with boldness or bold confidence. If we don't feel guilty. Then verse 22 says, And we will receive from him whatever we ask because we obey him and do the things that please him. So another way to be sure of answered prayer is to obey him and do things that please him. Amen. 
once you and I obey him and we do what pleases him, we can be confident. Let me read that again. And whatsoever we ask, we receive of him because we keep his commandments and we do those things that are pleasing in his sight. Very important. So it means that we can also be confident towards God if we obey his commandments and we do the things that please him. But ladies and gentlemen, it is very difficult to be someone who is a sticker to the word of God or someone who reads the word of God on a regular basis to know his will who will not be obeying him. You can be praying a lot and disobey him, but it's, it, it eventually, as you keep reading his word all the time, you, 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 I mean, there'll be so much of Jesus in you that you would obey him. Those who struggle to obey him, the word of God is what saves you. Jesus said, and ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Hallelujah. If I, let, let, me, let me, I think, no, okay, let, let me finish this. Hallelujah. Now, let's look at verse 23. To find out what the things are that are what he means by obedience and the things that please him. Now, verse 23 says, And this is his commandment that we should believe on the name of his son Jesus Christ and love one another as he gave us commandment. NLT says, And this is his commandment. We must believe in the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another just as he commanded us. So another way to use your faith, which would always generate results, is to love your neighbor. Because Jesus said that the commandment is now summarized in love God and love your neighbor. That's all. So if you are able to love your neighbor, if you are able to love your neighbor, that's enough. So it means that if the Christian would uh, uh, believe in the name of Jesus Christ and love his neighbor, they should be confident that anything they ask God, he will do for them. Amen. Wow. Imagine you are a Christian who is loving. Galatians says, circumcision does not matter nor uncircumcision, but faith that worketh by love or faith that is demonstrated by love so you are loving because true faith must exist in love if you are not working in love faith will not be strong because our faith must work by love not by quarreling not by arguments not by uh, uh, this church you're having a beat with this church member that church member this quarrel this argument no he said this she said this he didn't look at me he, no that faith will not work that way faith doesn't work that way but faith worked by love glory to god i said faith worked by love so imagine you increase your faith by what you hear the more of the word of god we hear the more of the word of god we read the more faith comes. Romans 10, 17. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So we must guard our ears. Number two, faith comes by what we see, by circumstances, not being moved by circumstances. Because just imagine you've asked God for something. God is just about to give it to you. But the devil knows that your redemption is about to come. Your answer is about to come. Just when it's about to come, the Satan will throw a mist. 
and it looks like it's getting worse, then you say, oh, the prayer didn't work, I give up. Meanwhile, tomorrow, God willing, was when the prayer was about to be given, you are going to get your answer. And you give up because of circumstances. That is why you and I must be sure that we shouldn't allow what we see to affect our faith. Don't allow what we circumstances, what we hear to affect our faith. No matter how bad it is. No matter how bad it is. Even in the grave. Even in the grave you can be risen. No matter how bad it is. Until you meet him. There is still hope. That's how I see it. There is still hope. No, so, so nothing is so bad. Circumstance. I'm also talking to myself. Because it's easier said than done. But God will give us the grace. No matter how bad it is. So long as God is on the throne and he's always on the throne, no matter how bad it is, don't look at the circumstances and how bad it is. Just look at the word. And there are many examples in the word. Look at Lazarus. What was the worst case? Lazarus dead for three days. That is enough. And God raised him. So don't allow what you see to affect you. And then finally, look, what we, uh, we, 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 our faith increases by using it, gaining by trading. The more we use what we have, the more faith we use and we see the results, the more we are pumped up. Because when you ask God to do something small for you and he does it, you'll be confident to ask him to do another thing for you. Then he does it then you keep on getting confident and your faith will continue to grow because he did it for you this time then you can stand on what he did to believe God for the next then he's done 10 things for you you stand on the 10 things and believe God for the other things until mighty miracles are coming to you in Jesus name hallelujah and so make sure that what you are praying about is in the word of God when what you and I are praying about is in the word then we would have confidence. We will have guarantee. We would have sure confidence that because it's in the word, God will give it to us. And then it will keep increasing. Our faith will keep increasing because we are getting the word in. We are getting the word in. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah to Jesus. Until even if it's not in the word, because it's a good thing, God will give it to you. Because you've built your faith so much that you can move mountains. Oh, hallelujah to Jesus. Hallelujah. You can move mountains. Storms can be stilled. And mighty miracles will occur because of the blessings of God. Hallelujah to Jesus. Shall we bow our heads in prayer? Father God, we want to thank you for your word. Lord, we know your word and trust your word. And that's why we will not ask you to give us faith. Unless once we are born again Christians. Lord, we are not asking you for faith. We are asking you to increase the faith you have given to us. According to Romans 12, 3. Father God, increase our faith. Father God, give us a, a miracle-working faith. Father God, give us great faith. God, give us mountain-moving faith. God, give us increasing faith. God, give us world-overcoming faith. God, give us great faith. Increase the faith you have given to us, O oh God. And Father God, those who don't know you, we pray that you touch their hearts. Those listening, those watching, Father God, touch their hearts. Give them the grace, because we are saved by grace through faith. Lord, give them the grace to have the faith to be saved. In the name of Jesus. So whilst we are watching, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and you are not born again, you know in your heart that you are far away from God. 
You know that if you die today, you will not go to heaven. Actually, you, you, you know in your heart that if Christ comes today and Christ can come now as I'm preaching, he can come because everything is ready. Everything is ready for Christ's return now. So, so, so you know your heart that if Christ returns now, the rapture, you will be left behind. And you want to say, Pastor, I am far away from God. I need Jesus to save me. I want to be born again. I want my sins forgiven. Then please raise your hands and let's pray. And then repeat after me. Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. I come to you. I come to you. In the name of Jesus Christ. I confess, I confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. That Jesus Christ is Lord. I believe, I believe that He died on the cross. That He died on the cross for my sins. For my sins. I believe, I believe that God raised Him from the dead. That God raised Him from the dead. I believe. I believe that his blood was shed on the cross. That his blood was shed on the cross. For the remission. For the remission. For the forgiveness. For the forgiveness. Of my sins. Of my sins. I believe that God raised him from the dead. I believe that God raised him from the dead. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for coming into my heart. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for coming to my heart. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for forgiving me for, of all my sins. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for forgiving me of all my sins. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for cleansing me from all unrighteousness. Thank you, Jesus, for cleansing me from all unrighteousness. In Jesus' name I pray. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen and amen. Amen. God bless you all. God bless you on Facebook Live on, and YouTube Live. I want to say that may you indeed have increasing faith. Those on Zoom and Facebook. May you have increasing faith. May God increase my faith and your faith to become wealth overcoming faith. To become great faith. To become increasing faith. May our faith move mountains. May nothing be able to withstand our faith. May the shield of faith be held up high. Amen. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you on Facebook Live. And I want to say shalom. Thanks for joining. Shalom, shalom.